And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Game Notes Podcast, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave. Tony, are you there? I'm here. I'm late. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, you are laid up. I am laid up. Forgot you're yeah, old. I, I got I got into the lane. I did like four different crossovers on my man Griffin, and and then you know I I, I took a floater to try to do the Mike Conley, and and I came down on, on on Griffin's foot, and I turned it, and it turned all the way over. I hit the ground face first, uh, and yeah. I'm out for a month. Nobody has video of this. There's, I don't think there's any video of this. There's no video of this. There was just a bunch of, oh dang, Tony, that looks really bad. Okay, check ball. Oh my god, that's the worst. By the way, <laughs> so I've only had, I've only had one serious ankle injury in my life, and it happened when I was 32. I was in Europe, and I was playing pickup on an army base. You know, so you're out there playing with a bunch of people that don't know how to play basketball. They're just doing it to, you know, get a run in. And I was just out there basically doing the same. It was August, you know, training hadn't started for for the team I coached. And I did a Euro step, which is just probably something that those guys never see in their lunch run. And this little guy, and I'm, look, I'm 5'9", and I'm calling this guy a little guy. This little guy comes underneath me as I'm taking my second step. And his foot just completely clips my foot. And, yeah, high ankle sprain. It was six weeks of crutches. And it was awful, man. Can't yeah, play, well, can't play ball gonna, with people I'm, that I'm don't gonna, know what, what's I'm happening. I'm going to go on the record and saying, like, this was not Griffin's fault. Anyway. Okay. Any shape, it's your fault. Any form. Zero percent. Because you're old. Like, no. No, it was nobody's yeah. fault. It was, it, was a, it was a straight basketball play that it could okay. happen any, to anybody. All right. Anywhere, anytime. And. Like Griffin is like, you know, he's a good friend of mine and and I love playing with him. And I always tease him because whenever we're playing together, like um, he shoots like 25% from three. But if I'm guarding him, he's he's easily 45%. Like he turns into he turns into hot John, hot prime John Starks. Yeah. And it is, I'm just like, you never make any of these shots when you're on my team. But no, that Griff is my dude. And, and like I was just saying, it was, but it was, it was definitely a bad ankle sprain. And, yeah. um, and yeah, I haven't like, I broke down crying in front of my 11 year old daughter. And then I apologized to her. And then she was like, well, I thought it was funny. Oh, like, <laughs> no. And I was like, Courtney, I'm sorry that 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 I, I was crying in front of you. She was like, Oh, it's funny. And um, you know, 
I had a whole bunch of ibuprofen and, and, you know, ice. And so I'm trying to keep the swelling down and, and that's it. So now I, the, the upside is we have plenty of time to podcast. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. So you're laid up for a little bit. How's Donovan Mitchell? Donovan is fine. Did you not see him in game five? I, I watched him. He looked great, man. Uh, and then we got Mike Conley. Uh, I'm assuming he left that game. It was precautionary only. Yeah. He's, uh, the Jazz has not sent out um, uh, an injury report yet, but I'm going to guess that when they do, he's going to be listed as questionable mm-hmm. um, for game one. Um, and that's just purely a guess, uh, just – you know, based off of, so, you know, the MRI came back. He's got a grade one hamstring strain, grade one being the mildest. So it's a mild hamstring strain. Um, uh, I, I, I definitely think that the extra time off will help. Now the question is, you know, obviously the extra time off between the series helps, but now once the series starts though, it's going every other day all the way through. So can that hamstring hold up through the entire series in terms of in terms of it being just every other day? That's the question. Well, all this time off is just helping the Jazz, right? Like this has worked out in their favor hugely. And you've got the Mavericks and the Clippers, both teams kind of looking exhausted going into a Game 7, which we're recording on Saturday. That Game 7 will be tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, so we don't know who the Jazz second-round opponent is yet. And I got to say – this is great news for the Jazz, who really just needed the extra time so that everybody could get healthy. You know, this is right. this is fantastic. Well, so you know, I thought that both the Clippers and the Mavericks looked exhausted in Game Six, especially mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter down the stretch. It's one of the yeah. reasons why the game ended one hundred four to ninety seven, because you know, I mean, a both of those teams were playing great defense, but there were a lot of front rims. And a there were a lot of, front of rims, a lot of front rims. And that's your first sign and the sure sign um, that your legs are starting to go, especially from Luca. There was a lot of front rims in, in the fourth quarter. And, you know, obviously Kawhi went supernova. I thought that that was one of the greatest. That was one of the great playoff performances of all time. Um, but but he's got to do it again. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he's got to he's got to turn around and do that tomorrow. And not only that, I mean, tomorrow has a chance to be there's there's a chance that tomorrow is ugly basketball. I'm talking about 93, 92, because that is a game. That is a day game tomorrow. That is. A, oh, yeah. It's a, a short turnaround. Day game seven. That is a short turnaround. So travel day today or travel day last night after the game for both teams. Short turnaround um, game seven. Um I mean, there might there there's a chance that neither team reaches a hundred <laughs> tomorrow afternoon. So that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, um, I guess uh, let me call us out a little bit because you and I were having a conversation when we were trying to figure out what to pot about the other day, and we were talking about who the Jazz would rather see, and we both felt like Kawhi was kind of wearing out as, as that yes. series went on. Like Game Five, he just looked kind of tired. And then, right. as you said, he had this all-time performance. So, you know, I, I guess it begs the question, who would you rather see if you're Utah in the second round? Would you rather see the Clippers, who I think are a better team than the Mavericks? Or would you rather see the Mavericks, 
who have the better player in Luka Doncic, I think. So the the Mavericks are a better matchup for the Jazz, probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, um, the Clippers have, you know, more talent and, you know, anytime that, you know, the Jazz are going to face the length that the Clippers have on the wings, uh, you're talking, you know, 6'9", Paul George, 6'8", Kawhi Leonard, 6'8", Nicholas Batum, uh, not to mention, you know, they can go small, put, you know, Marquise Morris at the five, you know, so, I mean, on paper, you know, those are some matchup issues. Um, Rick Carlisle is by far the tougher coach to match up with uh, than Ty Lewis, uh, in my opinion. Um, I don't think either team has a matchup for Rudy Gobert. Um, I think that, you know, there's a chance that Rudy has a really big series. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's, you know, it's, if you're the Jazz, you know, do you want to try to stop Luka and Tim Hardaway? Or do you want to try to stop, you know, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? You know, so, uh, you know, I, I think if I had to choose one, I'd probably choose the Mavericks. Um, you know, but I, I do think that if you are the Utah Jazz, uh, I do think that there are um, there are matchups that you can exploit uh, both on, on both teams. All right. Well, well let's well, let's dig into that. Uh, so if, if it's the Mavericks, you know, do they need to change anything schematically on, on the defensive end? You know, we just watched how John Morant was able to get, you know, that that middle penetration against Utah. And he really just ate in that floater range. And, and you know, Luca is not the speedster that John Morant is. And I think that that really that speed really bothered the Jazz. Um, but Luca, when he gets into that that floater range, I mean, he's very dangerous and gets to the free throw line. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think if you're Luca, right, like, you know, the Jazz are going to guard him with Royce O'Neal, um, you know, as as his primary defender. Um, Dallas is going to try to force a lot of switches, try to force Rudy Gobert on the Luca. Uh, and then it's just going to be all about, you know, how, how Rudy guards. Um, and then, you know, but if you're the Jazz, what you're going to do is you're going to allow Luca to play, you know, one-on-one basketball and you're going to hug the shooters. Uh, and, you know, if Luca gets 40, you play the math game. You know, you, you let Luca get 40 and, you know, you, you try to hold everybody else. And if you do that, then – if you're the Jazz, the math game adds up for you because I don't think that Dallas can 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 defend the Jazz, and I think that that's the difference in the ser- in, in the two series. I don't think Dallas has a hope of defending the Jazz through seven games, and I think the Clippers can defend the Jazz at least a little bit through seven games. Well, and, and not I, only that, I I trust the Clippers shooting more than I trust the Mavericks shooting. The, the Mavericks have had just outlier game after outlier game all playoffs so far. And during the regular season, I mean, remember, I do 77 Minutes, our, our Mavericks podcast. So I watched all these Mavericks games this season, too. That team has, is hot or cold, and they were one of the worst open catch-and-shoot three-point teams in the league. And they've been incredible in the playoffs. I don't think that that's going to continue. I mean, it would be absurd for them to be able to shoot 50% from three 
in, in another round of the playoffs. I just can't believe well, that. Well, then they kind of come back to the norm a little bit in games. Well, six. they had, again, they, so they had a crazy yeah. outlier. So they the first five games, they had four outlier positive games and one outlier negative game where they're, you know, they were right. in the teens. And so, and in game six, and I can't remember what they shot, but it was more down to earth. Um, I, I just, I think that for, for Dallas, like they're likely not going to seven games with the Clippers without those outlier shootings. I don't think that's even a hot take. I don't know that there is much trouble if those shots aren't falling. Like they just don't have any other way to generate buckets besides Luca creating shots for himself or opening up those threes for other guys. They, they don't have a secondary creator. They're not great at getting secondary actions. Even, you know, if you notice it's a lot of, it, it's not quite Russell Westbrook. Cause you sometimes get the past, you know, the next pass. Uh, but it's, it's pretty close to that where, Luca does ninety percent of the labor, and then the other guys might finish the play. Right, and that's that's and, easier and, to defend, I think. And and that's the thing, you know, like if you ask me, okay, what's Dallas's path to beating the Jazz in seven games? The path is, you know, Luca scores forty, everybody else shoots fifty percent. The Jazz are going to have to give some games to them on the offensive end, mm-hmm. and that's a lot. That's a lot to ask. Um, you know, so, you know, the Clippers path is, you know, Kawhi goes off, but, you know, Paul George goes off and, you know, the Clippers really, really, really defend the Jazz in three or four, in two or three of those games and, you know, hold the, hold the Jazz to, to outlier games. And, you know, I think the Jazz and the Clippers are probably a toss up, but I, I favor, I favor the Jazz uh, over the Mavericks. Now, the thing with the Jazz that they that they are going to have in this next series, they're going to have a massive rest advantage, at least at the start of the series over both teams. Um, and they're going to, you know, they, you know, it can't be. They're going to have to take advantage of that. They didn't take advantage of it with with Memphis, um, but you saw Memphis kind of wear down a little bit as the series went on. Um, but you know, they're going to have a really massive. It's going to be. It's so tough to, you know, the Jazz did it a couple of years ago um, where um, they defeated the Los Angeles Clippers in game seven, had to play game one in Golden State like 48 hours later and got beat by like 30, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just really tough uh, to have that turn to, to have that kind of turnaround. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So I guess... Let's think about the Clippers a little bit more. Um, how do the Jazz guard what they do well? I mean, you know, the the individual creation that they have with Kawhi and Paul George is tough. 
I worry about Rudy, you know, on switches in space. Like, what does that look like? How how hard are Utah going to have to work around these switches? How do you feel about that that particular matchup? The, the, the thing that I'm really curious from you is the Kawhi and Paul George against Rudy matchup. Because I think the series winds up being about that, right? Well, what, what the Jazz are going to have to do is make the Clippers, you know. So this is what the Clippers are going to have to do against the Jazz schematically. You know, it's going to be another series where they can't play Zubak for another big because the Jazz will play, the Jazz will play Zubak off the floor. Um, because he's not going to be able to play a drop big against the Jazz. Um, you know, so the Clippers are going to go small and in really large doses against the Jazz. So it depend, it, it, all, it comes down to, you know, the Clippers are going to, they're going to have a five-man lineup that all hits threes when they, their starting lineup, um, when they go Reggie Jackson, Kawhi, PG, Nick Batum, and Morris, but they're also going to have they're also going to be uh, large doses where Rajon Rondo's on the floor. There's going to be large doses where Terrence Mann is on the floor. Uh, I even think I even ex- I would even expect to see Pat Beverly on the floor in that series because they're going to want to have somebody that that defends Donovan Mitchell um, on the floor. Um, and when those guys are on the floor. Uh, I think the Jazz are going to have to take advantage of that defensively, uh, make those guys make shots, and key on the other guys. So for the Jazz, this is the series. You shut down the lane uh, against Kawhi and PG. You don't let them score inside the lane. You you push everything 15 feet and out, and then you play the percentages. If Kawhi and PG can beat you for seven games, you know, uh, seven games away from the basket, then you shake their hands and, and, and you move on. Uh, but that that's that's kind of the series uh, for the Jazz. What do you think about this game seven? Do you want to pick a winner? I don't want to do a yeah, tie- I don't want to do it as our tiebreaker. You floated that idea, and I feel like I can't I trust the Mavs the or the Clippers you don't, here. You don't want to do it. I, I, I don't I trust either one of those teams, Tony. I, do I you? Think, I, I think Dallas is. I think Dallas is out of gas. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I'm gonna I feel the, it. I'm gonna pick the Clippers because I just can't see the a home team losing all seven games, right? Like somebody wouldn't that be crazy? Home game. Yes. Somebody technically, the Clippers are playing all road games anyway, right? Isn't that isn't that what everybody tells me? Yes, but they're gonna be, <laughs> they're gonna be the closest team to home. Yeah. I think the Clippers likely win it. I mean, and I thought that after after the Mavs were up 2-0. Um, you know the, the I thought the opportunity for the for the Mavericks were when was when they got that big lead in the beginning of Game Three, and then Luca had to sit. You know he's been dealing with the injury. He sat, and the Clippers got back into that game, and then and wound up winning that, and, and that was the end. Right? I, I thought that after that, oh yeah, we're going seven. Uh, the the Mavs for sure are not going to shoot fifty percent for the rest of the series, and the Clippers are just a better team. But I've I've been shocked <laughs> with how the rest of these games went. I mean, I I just didn't expect I didn't expect the Clippers to bounce back in Game Six like that. Kawhi was just fantastic, so I, ha- I really have no expectations uh, on on this Game Seven at all. But could Kawhi turn around and have that same 
that same impact in game seven. And that's like, the question, right? Like, yeah. can he do it with only one game off in between? It's a travel day. Uh, there's a time change. I mean, it's a two-hour time difference. There's, and, and it's an early Sunday game. It's a big deal. That's a lot of stuff working against a guy who very obviously physically requires a, a heavy lift to get himself ready. You know, he took two big falls in, in game six on his hips. I couldn't believe he kept going. I mean, th- these were massive falls. It was like, it, it was, um, it, it, it really was to me, it was one of the best performances. I've seen in, in, in recent NBA history. And all time. It was an all time playoff performance. It was I'll remember all that game. Time, all time playoff performance, considering, you know, it, it, and, and I'll tell you the, the context of this was Paul George wanted nothing with that game, nothing to do with that game. Kawhi's teammates wanted nothing to do with that game. Um, nobody was making shots, stupid turnovers all over the place. And Kawhi was like, okay, so, you know, Basically, you fools don't want to do this. I'm just going to go ahead and do this, and I'm not going to let us lose. And that that's basically what happened. Kawhi Leonard, in the middle of the second half, once the once the Mavericks went up 67 to 60, and you know the rest of the Clippers, other than Kawhi Leonard and and Reggie Jackson, let's include Reggie Jackson in that. Everybody else looked scared to make a play, and Kawhi Leonard was like, "Okay, so if you guys are scared, I'm just going to go and shoot the ball." And, and he dragged him to the win. And there's a good chance that he's going to have to do the same thing tomorrow, especially if Luca comes out and, and plays really well. So, you know, that's the question. Can Kawhi Leonard do that again? And, and, and you know, and that's, the, that's the answer that, that I'm really dying to see because I thought that that was just a, a, just, that was just a phenomenal, just an elite performance by Kawhi last night. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was last Incredible. Night. Yes. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if he can do that two games in a row. And uh, I hate to doubt him, but it's just, you know, I worry about him physically. I think Paul George really needs to step up and have a monster game. Like, we, yes, you need a 40 point, uh, they need a 40 point Paul George game. And I also, it would make me feel a lot better about them going into the next round. And I don't even think Paul George has been bad. Paul George has been okay in this series, but he wasn't great in game six. I mean, that was a, that was a playoff well, P performance right there. My thing with Paul George is that, you know, he owes Kawhi Leonard game seven. I, similar yes. to the fact yes. the, the similar to the fact where, you know, Damian Lillard's teammates really owe Damian Lillard game six. And, you know, then we all turn, we all saw how that turned out. But Paul Paul George owes PG games. I mean, PG owes Kawhi Leonard game seven because Kawhi saved him from just I mean, this, you know, the the slander would have been very strong had the Clippers lost that game last night. Do do we want to go on record and make a make a pick here? I'm gonna pick the Clippers. All right, I'm gonna pick the Clippers too. Which means the Mavs are probably gonna win. Luca's gonna score fifty. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, so our plan here is uh, we're gonna record another short pod once we know who the second round opponent will be, and you know we'll, we'll give a little bit. Uh, of an updated kind of preview of, of that series. And then, you know, we'll try to get one in after a game or two in the series and and, and check in on how things are going. I, I know that our schedule has been a bit sporadic. It's just been tough because of the Jazz schedule and having to wait to find out their opponents so long 
for for not just this round, but also remember the first round. You know, we had to wait through that play in. So uh, now that things are kind of stabilizing, we should be able to jump back in a little bit more often. Um, but I think Utah is going to be here for a minute. I don't know how you feel, Tony, but I'm feeling pretty good I, about this I run. Think there, I think there's a chance that they're around for a long time. Yeah, I mean, um, I I think it's going to be tough to beat them four times. I I agree. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back in a couple days with another episode. Uh, everybody enjoy the games this weekend. Look, we got Bucks, Nets, which, you know, a lot of people are calling the finals. That's tonight, which you, you may listen to this after that one's over. We got that game seven on Sunday, and then we'll be back to talk about the second round sometime early next week. For Tony, I'm Dave. This has been Game Notes, the podcast. Catch you guys in a couple days. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.